irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. The species Tyrannosaurus rex, commonly abbreviated T-Rex, is one of the most well-represented of the large theropods. Tyrannosaurus lived throughout what is now Western North America, on what was then an island continent known as Laramedia. Tyrannosaurus had a much wider range than other tyrannosaurids. Fossils are found in a variety of rock formations dating to the Mascherian age of the Upper Cretaceous period, which was 68 to 66 million years ago. It was the last known member of the Tyrannosaurids and among the last non-avian dinosaurs to exist before the Cretaceous-Paleogene extinction event, otherwise known as the KT boundary. There are two main issues concerning the locomotory abilities of Tyrannosaurus, how well it could turn, and what its maximum straight-line speed was likely to have been. Both are relevant to the debate about whether it was a hunter or a scavenger. Tyrannosaurus may have been slow to turn, possibly taking one to two seconds to turn only 45 degrees, an amount that humans being vertically oriented and tailless, can spin in a fraction of a second. The cause of the difficulty is rotational inertia. Since much of the Tyrannosaurus mass was some distance from its center of gravity, like a human carrying a heavy timber, although it might have reduced the average distance by arching its back and tail and pulling its head and forelimbs close to its body, rather like the way ice skaters pull their arms closer 
in order to spin faster. Scientists have produced a wide range of maximum speed estimates, mostly around 11 meters per second, or 40 kilometers per hour, or 25 miles per hour. But a few, as low as 5 to 11 meters per second, or 18 to 40 kilometers an hour, or 11 to 25 miles per hour. On the other side of the scale, some say the T-Rex went at 20 meters per second, or 72 kilometers per hour, which is a whopping 45 miles per hour. So the jury is still out on how fast, but it was much faster than when we were kids, and it was known as a tail dragger, lumbering through the forest. Researchers have to rely on various estimating techniques because while there are many tracks of very large theropods walking, so far, none have been found of very large theropods running. And this absence may indicate that they did not run. Oh boy. Scientists who think that Tyrannosaurus was able to run point out that hollow bones and other features would have lightened its body may have kept adult weight to a mere four and a half metric tons. Or that other animals, like ostriches and horses with long, flexible legs, are able to achieve high speeds through slower but longer strides. Additionally, some have argued that Tyrannosaurus could have relatively large leg muscles than any animal alive today, which could have enabled fast running at 40 to 70 kilometers per hour, or 25 to 43 miles per hour. Jack Horner and Don Lessam argued in the year 1993 that Tyrannosaurus was slow and probably could not run. No airborne phase in mid-stride, like a horse. Because its ratio of femur, or thigh bone, to its tibia, its shin bone, length was greater than one, as in most large theropods and like a modern elephant. However, in 1998, it was noted that Tyrannosaurids and some closely related groups had significantly longer distal hind limb components, and that makes up the shin plus the foot plus the toes relative to the femur length than most other theropods, and that the Tyrannosaurids and their close relatives had a tightly interlocked metatarsus that was more effectively transmitted locomotory forces from the foot to the lower leg than in earlier theropods. Metatarsus means foot bones, which functions as part of the leg in the digitigrade animals therefore concluded that Tyrannosaurids and their close relatives were fastest large theropods on Earth. These would be echoed, sentiments would be echoed in a 2013 lecture stating that the giant Allosaurus had shorter feet for the same body size than the Tyrannosaurus, whereas Tyrannosaurus had longer, skinnier, and more interlocked feet for the same body size, attributes of faster moving animals. 
A study published in 2003 would also find that the Tyrannosaurids' arctometatarsals and elastic ligaments worked together in what he call, they called a tensile keystone model. To strengthen the feet of the Tyrannosaurus increases the animal stability and add greater resistance to dissociation over that of other theropod families, while still allowing resiliency that is otherwise reduced in ratites, horses, giraffids, and other animals with metapodia to a single element. The study would also point out that the elastic ligaments in larger vertebrates could store and return relatively more elastic strain energy, which could have improved locomotor efficiency and decreased the strain energy transferred to the bones. The study suggests that this mechanism could have worked efficiently in tyrannosaurids as well. Hence, the study involving identifying the type of ligaments attached to the metatarsals, then how they function together and comparing it to those of other theropods and modern-day analogs. The scientists would find that the arctometatarsals may have enabled tyrannosaurid feet to absorb forces such as linear deceleration, lateral acceleration, and torsion more effectively than those of other theropods. It is also stated in the study that this may imply, though not demonstrate, that tyrannosaurids such as Tyrannosaurus had greater agility than other large theropods without arctometatorsuses. Another study in 1998 estimated that the leg bones of the Tyrannosaurus were not significantly stronger than those of elephants, which are relatively limited to the top speed and never actually run. To run, you have to have an airborne phase, much like the slow motion video you see of horses. At one point, none of their hooves are on the ground. And hence proposed that the dinosaur's maximum speed would have been about 11 meters per second, or 40 kilometers per hour, or a maximum of 25 miles per hour, which is about the speed of a human sprinter. But it is also noted that such estimates depend on many dubious assumptions. Another report in 1995 have argued that Tyrannosaurus, weighing 5.5 metric tons to 7 metric tons, would have been critically or even fatally injured if it had fallen while moving quickly since its torso would have slammed into the ground at a deceleration of 6 Gs, which is six times the acceleration due to gravity, or about 60 meters per square second squared. And its tiny arms could not have reduced the impact, so it would have been falling flat on its face. However... Giraffes have been known to gallop at 50 kilometers per hour or 31 miles per hour, despite the risk that they might break a leg or worse, which can be fatal even in a safe environment such as a zoo. Thus, it is possible that Tyrannosaurus also moved fast 
when necessary and had to accept such risks. In a study published in the journal Gaia, it was pointed out that the flexed, need, and digigrade adult Tyrannosaurus were much better designed for running than elephants or humans, pointing out that Tyrannosaurus had a large ilium bone and synemial crest that would have supported large muscles needed for running. He, they also mentioned that the formula to calculate speed by bone strength was only partially reliable. It was suggested that the formula is overly sensitive to bone length, making long bones artificially weak. They also pointed out that the lowered risk of being wounded in combat may have been worth the risk of Tyrannosaurus falling while running. Okay, with all that said, most research on the Tyrannosaurus locomotion does not support speed faster than 40 kilometers per hour or 25 miles per hour, which would be considered moderate speed running. For example, a 2002 paper in Nature used a mathematical model validated by applying it to three living animals, alligators, chickens, and humans, and later eight more species, including emus and ostriches, to gauge the leg muscle mass needed for fast running. And remember, fast running is considered 40 kilometers an hour or 25 miles per hour. They found that the proposed top speeds in excess of 40 kilometers per hour or 25 miles per hour were infeasible because they would require very large leg muscles, more than approximately 40 to 86% of total body mass. Even moderately fast speeds would have required large leg muscles. This discussion is difficult to resolve as it is unknown how large the leg muscles actually were in Tyrannosaurus. If they were smaller, only 18 kilometers per hour or 11 miles per hour walking or jogging might have been possible. In a study in 2007, used computer models to estimate running speeds based on data taken directly from fossils and claimed that Tyrannosaurus rex had a top running speed of 8 meters per second or 29 kilometers per hour, or 18 miles per hour, which is even slower. An average professional football soccer player would be slightly slower while a human sprinter can reach 43 kilometers an hour or 27 miles per hour. These computer models predict a top speed of 64 kilometers an hour or 40 miles per hour for a 3 kilogram or six and a half pound Compsogonathus, which was a juvenile individual. Okay, however, in 2010, a graduate student from the University of Alberta proposed that Tyrannosaurus speed may have been 
enhanced by strong tail muscles. He found that the theropods such as T-Rex had certain muscles arrangements that were different from modern-day birds and mammals, but with some similarities to modern reptiles. He concluded that the cardiofemoralis muscles, which link the tailbones and the upper leg bones, could have assisted Tyrannosaurus in leg retraction and enhanced its running ability, agility, and balance. The caudofemoralis muscle would have been a key muscle in the femoral retraction, pulling back the leg at the femur. The study also found that theropod skeletons, such as those in Tyrannosaurus, had adaptations, such as elevated transverse processes in the tail vertebrae, to enable the growth of larger tail muscles that the Tyrannosaurus tail muscle mass may have been underestimated by over 25%, and perhaps as much as 45%. The cardiofemoralis muscle was found to comprise 58% of the muscle mass in the tail of the Tyrannosaurus. Tyrannosaurus also had the largest absolute and relative cardiofemoralis muscle mass out of the three extinct organisms in the study. This is because Tyrannosaurus also had additional adaptations to enable large tail muscles, the elongation of its tail's hemal arches. The increase in tail muscle mass would have moved the center of mass closer to the hindquarters and hips, which would have lessened the strain on the leg muscles to support its weight improving its overall balance and agility. This would have made the animal less front-heavy, thus reducing rotational inertia. It is also noted that the tail is also rich in tendons and septa, which could have been stores of elastic energy, and thereby improve locomotive efficiency. This means non-avian theropods actually had broader tails than previously depicted, as broad or broaderly laterally dissorsal ventrally near the base. There's still more. The Berlin Museum of Natural History would also present a theory in 2011, suggesting that Tyrannosaurus and many other dinosaurs may have achieved relatively high speeds through short, rapid strides instead of the long strides employed by modern birds and mammals when running, likening their movement to power walking. This would have been achievable irrespective of joint strength and lessen the need for additional muscle mass in the legs, particularly in the ankles. To support this theory, they assessed the limbs of various dinosaurs and found that they were very different from those of modern mammals and birds, having their stride length greatly limited by their skeletons, but also having relatively large muscles at the hindquarters. 
They would, however, find a few similarities between the musculature of dinosaurs and race walkers, having less muscle mass in the ankles, but more in the hindquarter. It suggests that the difference between the dinosaurs and the living mammals and birds would also have made equations to calculate speed from stride length inapplicable to dinosaurs. However, caution is advised regarding this theory, suggesting that they must first look into dinosaur muscles to see how frequently they could have contracted. Those who argue that Tyrannosaurus was incapable of running estimated the estimated the top speed of Tyrannosaurus at about 11 miles per hour. This is still faster than its most likely prey species, Hadrosaurids and Ceratopsians. So even at its very slowest, it was still faster than the food it ate. In addition, some advocates of the idea that Tyrannosaurus was a predator claim that Tyrannosaurus running speed is not important since it may have been slow but still faster than its probable prey. It is also noted that Tyrannosaurus has proportionally longer feet than the animals it hunted. It hunted duck-billed dinosaurs and horned dinosaurs. However, it is argued that at least the later Ceratopsians had upright forelimbs and the larger species may have had or may have been as fast as rhinos. Healed Tyrannosaurus bite wounds on Ceratopsian fossils are interpreted as evidence of attacks on living Ceratopsians. If the Ceratopsians that lived alongside Tyrannosaurus were fast, that casts doubt on the argument that Tyrannosaurus did not have to be fast to catch its prey. So, after all those studies on locomotion and how fast the T-Rex would run, it's still unknown. It's still up in the air. I think once we get fossil footprints of T-Rex actually running, that will lead us in the right direction in this debate. Now on to the brain. A study conducted by Ohio State University added details to the known sensory abilities of the Tyrannosaurus, finding that they shared the heightened sensory abilities of other Celiosaurs, highlighting relatively rapid and coordinated eye and head movements, as well as an enhanced ability to sense low-frequency sounds that would allow Tyrannosaurus to track prey movements from long distances and an enhanced sense of smell. A study published by the University of Oregon concluded that Tyrannosaurus had keen vision. By applying modified parametry to facial reconstruction of several dinosaurs, including Tyrannosaurus, 
The study found that Tyrannosaurus had binocular range of 55 degrees, surpassing that of today's modern hawks, and had 13 times the visual acuity of humans, thereby surpassing the visual acuity of an eagle, which is only 3.6 times that of a person. Remember, they're thinking at this point that a T-Rex has 13 times the visual acuity of a human, where an eagle, which has great eyesight, only has 3.6 times that of a person. This would have allowed Tyrannosaurus to discern objects as far away as 6 kilometers, or 3.7 miles away, which is the which is greater than the 1.6 kilometers or one mile that a human can see. That's interesting. A human can only see one mile and discern a particular object from that distance. It was noted that high depth perception of Tyrannosaurus may have been due to the prey it had been it had to hunt noting that it had to hunt horned dinosaurs such as the Triceratops, armored dinosaurs such as the Ankylosaurus, and the duck-billed dinosaurs may have had complex social behaviors. They would suggest that this made precision more crucial for a Triceratops, enabling it to get in, get the blow-in, and take down the prey. In contrast, Acrocanthosaurus had limited depth perception because they hunted large sauropods, which were relatively rare during the time of the Tyrannosaurus. Tyrannosaurus had very large olfactory bulbs and olfactory nerves relative to their brain size. The organs responsible for a heightened sense of smell. This suggests that the sense of smell was highly developed and implies that Tyrannosaurus could detect carcasses by scent alone across great distances. The sense of smell in Tyrannosaurus may have been comparable to modern vultures, which use scent to track carcasses for scavenging. Research on the olfactory bulbs has shown that Tyrannosaurus rex had the most highly developed sense of smell of 21 sampled non-avian dinosaur species. Somewhat unusually among the theropods, T-rex had a very long cochlea. The length of the cochlea is often related to hearing acuity or at least the importance of hearing in behavior, implying that hearing was particularly important sense to the Tyrannosaurus. Specifically, data suggests that Tyrannosaurus rex heard best in the low-frequency range and that low-frequency sounds were an important part of Tyrannosaurus behavior. A study would obtain estimates for 
encephalization quotients, or EQs, based on reptiles and birds, as well as estimates for the ratio of cerebrum to brain mass. The study would conclude that Tyrannosaurus had the relatively largest brain of all adult non-avian dinosaurs, with the exception of certain small manoraptiforms. The study would, however, find that Tyrannosaurus' relative brain size was still within the range of modern reptiles, being at most two standard deviations above the mean of the non-avian reptile EQs. The estimates for the ratio of cerebrum mass to brain mass would range from 47 to 49%. According to this study, this is more than the lowest estimate for living birds, which max out at 44%, but still close to the typical ratios of the smallest sexually mature alligators, which range from 56 to excuse me, from 46 to 48 percent. Feeding Strategies of the Tyrannosaurus A 2012 study suggested that the bite force of the Tyrannosaurus could have been the strongest of any terrestrial animal that ever lived. The calculation suggested, however, that adult T-Rexes could have generated from 35,000 to 57,000 newtons of force in the back teeth. However, even higher estimates were made by the University of Tampa in 2003. It was estimated a possible bite force of around 183,000 to 235,000 newtons or 18 to 23 metric tons of force. Wow. Here comes another debate. The debate about whether the Tyrannosaurus was a predator or a pure scavenger is as old as the debate about its locomotion. A scientist in 1917 named Lamb described a good skeleton of Tyrannosaurus, close-living relative Georgiosaurus, and concluded that it, and therefore also Tyrannosaurus, was a pure scavenger because Georgiosaurus teeth showed hardly anywhere. Remember, this was 1917. This argument is no longer taken seriously because theropods replaced their teeth quite rapidly. Ever since the first discovery of Tyrannosaurus, most scientists have speculated that it was a predator. Like modern large predators, it would readily scavenge or steal another predator's kill if it had the opportunity. Paleontologist Jack Horner has been a major advocate of the idea that Tyrannosaurus was exclusively a scavenger and did not engage in active hunting at all. Though Horner himself has claimed that he's never published this idea in a peer-reviewed scientific literature, uh, 
and used it mainly as a tool to teach popular, teach a popular audience, particularly children, the dangers of making assumptions in science, such as assuming T-Rex was a hunter, which is the flip side, without using evidence. Nevertheless, Horner presented several arguments in popular literature to support the pure scavenger hypothesis. They're very interesting. Here's what they are. Tyrannosaurus arms are short when compared to other known predators. No arguing that. Horner argues that the arms were too short to make the necessary gripping force to hold on to prey. Two, Tyrannosaurus had large olfactory bulbs and olfactory nerves relative to their brain size. These suggest a highly developed sense of smell which could sniff out carcasses over great distance as modern vultures do. Research on the olfactory bulbs of dinosaurs has shown that Tyrannosaurus had the most highly developed sense of smell of 21 sampled dinosaurs. Opponents of the pure scavenger hypothesis have used the example of vultures in the opposite way arguing that the scavenger hypothesis is implausible because the only modern pure scavengers are large gliding birds, which use their keen sense and energy-efficient gliding to cover vast areas economically. However, research from Glasgow concluded that an ecosystem as productive as the current Serengeti would provide sufficient carrion for a large theropod scavenger, although the theropod might have had to be cold-blooded in order to get more calories from the carrion than it spent on foraging. They also suggested that modern ecosystems like the Serengeti have no large terrestrial scavengers because gliding birds now do the job much more efficiently, while large theropods did not face competition for the scavenger ecological niche from gliding birds. Third point for the pure scavenger hypothesis by Jack Horner. Number three. Tyrannosaur teeth could crush bone and therefore could extract as much food, meaning the, bro- the bone marrow inside the bone, as possible from carcass remnants, usually the least nutritious parts. Scientists have found bone fragments in coprolites, which are fossilized dinosaur feces, that they attribute to Tyrannosaurus, but point out that a Tyrannosaurus's teeth were not well adapted to systematically chewing bone like modern-day hyenas do to extract bone marrow. And finally, number four, since at least some of Tyrannosaurus's potential prey could move quickly, Evidence that it walked instead of ran could indicate that it was a scavenger. On the other hand, recent analysis suggests that Tyrannosaurus, while slower than large modern terrestrial predators, 
may well have been fast enough to prey on larger hadrosaurs and ceratopsins. Other evidence suggests hunting behavior in Tyrannosaurus. The eye sockets of Tyrannosaurus are positioned so that eyes would point forward, giving them binocular vision slightly better than that of modern hawks. Horner also pointed out that Tyrannosaurus lineage had a history of steadily improving binocular vision. It is not obvious why natural selection would have favored this long-term trend if Tyrannosaurus had been a pure scavenger, which would, have, which would not have needed the advanced depth perception that stereoscopic vision provides. In modern animals, binocular vision is found mainly in predators. A skeleton of the hadrosaurid Edmontonsaurus anerectus had been described from Montana with healed Tyrannosaurus-inflicted damage on its tail vertebrae. The fact that the damage seems to have healed suggests that Edmontonsaurus lived a Tyrannosaurus survived a Tyrannosaurus attack on a living target. Example, the Tyrannosaurus had attempted active predation. There is also evidence for an aggressive interaction between a Triceratops and a Tyrannosaurus in the form of partially healed Tyrannosaur tooth marks on a Triceratops brow horn and squall muscle, a bone of the neck frill. The bitten horn is also broken with new bone growth after the break. It is not known what the exact nature of the interaction was, though. Either animal could have been the aggressor. Since the Triceratops wounds healed, it is most likely that the Triceratops survived the encounter and managed to overcome the Tyrannosaurus. Some scientists estimate that in a battle against a bull Triceratops, the Triceratops had the upper hand and would successfully defend itself by inflicting fatal wounds to the Tyrannosaurus using sharp horns. When examining the famous Tyrannosaurus rex skeleton Sioux, paleontologist Pete Larson found a broken and healed fibula and tail vertebrae, scarred facial bones, and a tooth from another Tyrannosaurus embedded in a neck vertebrae. If correct, these might be strong evidence for aggressive behavior between Tyrannosaurs, but whether it would have been competition for food and mates or active cannibalism is unclear. However, further recent investigations of these purported wounds have shown that most are infections rather than injuries or simply damage to the fossil after death, and the few injuries are too general to be indicative of intraspecific conflict. 
Some researchers argue that if Tyrannosaurus were a scavenger, another dinosaur had to be the top predator in the Amerasian Upper Cretaceous. Top prey were the large marginocephalians and ornithopods, and other Tyrannosaurids share so many characteristics that only small dromosaurs and trudontins remain as the feasible top predators. In this light, scavenger hypothesis adherents have suggested that the size and power of Tyrannosaurus allowed them to steal kills from smaller predators, although they have met, may have had a hard time finding enough meat to scavenge, being outnumbered by smaller theropods. Most paleontologists accept that Tyrannosaurus was both an active predator and a scavenger like most large carnivores. Tyrannosaurus may have had infectious saliva used to kill its prey. It was examined that the teeth of a Tyrannosaurid between each tooth serration, the serrations may have held pieces of carcass with bacteria, giving Tyrannosaurus a deadly infectious bite, much like the Komodo dragon that was However, Jack Horner regards Tyrannosaurus tooth serrations as more like cubes in shape than serrations on a Komodo's monitor's teeth, which are rounded. All forms of saliva contain possible hazardous bacteria, so the prospect of it being used as a method of predation is disputable. Tyrannosaurus and most other theropods probably primarily processed carcasses with lateral shakes of the head like crocodilians. The head was not maneuverable as the skull of allosaurids due to the flat joints on the neck vertebrae. A study in 2010 has been put forward as evidence of cannibalism in the genus Tyrannosaurus. They studied some Tyrannosaurus specimens with tooth marks in the bones attributable to the same genus. The tooth marks were identified in the humerus, foot bones, and metatarsals, and this was seen as evidence for opportunistic scavenging, rather than wounds caused by intraspecific combat. In a fight, they proposed, it would be difficult to reach down and bite into the feet of a rival making it more likely that the bite marks were made in a carcass. As the bite marks were made in body parts with relatively scanty amounts of flesh, it is suggested that Tyrannosaurus was feeding on carcass in which the most fleshy parts had already been consumed. Now let's talk about their pack behavior. The University of Alberta has suggested that the Tyrannosaurus may have been a pack animal. They compared Tyrannosaurus rex favorably to relative related species Tarbosaurus batar and Albertosaurus. Fossil evidence from which 
the University of Alberta had previously used to suggest that they lived in packs. They pointed out that a find in South Dakota preserved three Tyrannosaurus rex skeletons in close proximity to each other. After using CT scanning, they stated that Tyrannosaurus would have been capable of such complex behavior because of its brain size. is three times greater than that what would have been expected for an animal of its size. They elaborated that Tyrannosaurus had a large brain-to-body size proportion than crocodiles and three times more than plant-eating dinosaurs such as Triceratops of the same size. It was believed that Tyrannosaurus to be six times smarter than most dinosaurs and other reptiles. It was stated that because the available prey, such as Triceratops and Ankylosaurus, were well-armored and that others were fast-moving, it would have been necessary for Tyrannosaurus to hunt in groups. They speculate that juveniles and adults would have hunted together, with the faster juveniles chasing down the prey and the more powerful adults making the kill, by analogy to modern-day pack hunters where each member contributes a skill. However, like all things T-Rex, this hypothesis has been harshly criticized by other scientists. A rebuttal written in The Guardian in 2011 noted that the pack hypothesis is not presented as research in a peer-reviewed scientific journal, but primarily in relation to a television special and tie-in book called Dino Gangs. It was also noted that the argument for pack hunting in Tyrannosaurus rex is primarily based on analogy to different species, Terebosaurus batar, and that the supposed evidence for pack hunting in T. batar itself has yet not been published and subjected to scientific scrutiny. According to the scientists who have participated in the panel discussion about the Dino Gang's television program, the evidence for pack hunting in Tarbosaurus and Albertosaurus is weak, based primarily on the association of several skeletons for which numerous alternative explanations have been proposed. For example, droughts or floods forcing numerous species or specimens to live together and then die in one place. In fact, it is noted that the Albertosaur bone bed site on which has based most of the interpretation of supposed pack hunting in related species preserves geological evidence of just such a flood. Bones alone are not enough to reconstruct dinosaur behavior. The geological context in which those bones are found, the intricate details of ancient environments, and the pace of prehistoric time are essential to investigating the lives and deaths of dinosaurs and must first describe the geological evidence from other Tyrannosaur bone bed sites before jumping to conclusions about social behavior.
Others describe the sensational claims provided in press releases and news stories surrounding the Dino's Gang program as nauseating hype and noted that the production company responsible for the program has a poor record of involving exaggerating claims about new fossil discoveries, most notably the controversial claim published regarding the supposed early human ancestor Darwinius, which soon turned out to be a relative of lemurs instead. It is pointed out that social behavior can't be determined by brain endocasts, and the brains of solitary leopards are identical to those of cooperatively hunting lions. Estimating brain size only shows that an animal may have hunted in groups. The brains of Tyrannosaurus were large enough for what could have been communal hunting, a semi-organized behavior that falls between solitary and cooperative hunting. Communal hunting is a step towards the evolution of cooperative hunting. He found it hard to believe that Ceratosaurus wouldn't have exploited the opportunity to join others in making a kill and thus decrease risk and increase their chances of success. On July 23rd, 2014, evidence for the first time in the form of fossilized trackways in Canada showed that Tyrannosaurus may have hunted in groups. Your journey is now ending. The Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.